0: Hello, hello, hello. And this is a spooky Halloween
1: episode. So how are you guys doing?
2: Ah!
0: No, I'm enjoying you.
1: I'm enjoying the fact that you're going hello, hello, hello to an empty room. Actually, I like this.
0: I think there's nobody listening to us at all. I think there's complete. Well, maybe it's not an empty room. Maybe it's full of ghosts. Well,
1: we're socially distanced. (laughs) Socially distanced ghosts. I like that. We're doing a socially distanced podcast this week on Halloween week, and one of us, one of us, is truly going through horror at the moment. Mm. Who, who would it be? Oh, I wonder who dun, it is.
2: Dun, dun, dun. Shall I make shall I make horror noises? Like yes, go I was for doing it. last yes. night. Ah! Jeez, <laughs> i have got on headphones. That, that was is loud. and help my boy That was a, that was a low key one as well. God, you just hear was the it? real raora ones that I can do.
0: Was that was, well, was that when you was, was that when you found out your husband hadn't done the washing up? Oh
2: God, yes.
1: <laughs> well, you will have gathered that our Lee Taylor, our lovely Lee Taylor, has been under the weather and experiencing her own version of horror. Mm. Yes, yes. I've had and my are you well? Replaced? And up and cr- you've had a kneecap replacement and you're up in crutches and and training for the marathon.
2: I'm training for the marathon. I'm not really walking. I probably walk about twenty paces at the most, and then it's like all hell let's loose. <laughs> well, you are a super. Uh, you're here and doing it today. I am. I'm on it like a carb bonnet, as you'd say, like yeah. a carb. In fact, I am draped over that carb bonnet, and I'm just <laughs>
1: dripping over it. And there the then lies boggles. the theme of the day. <laughs> the theme of the day. We are talking about, you know, uh, ghostly, scary stuff. Because we're, we're recording this on the 29th of October. In two nights time, it's going to be Halloween. not just Halloween, but full moon. <gasps> the full, it's is it? a
2: blue moon as well. Yeah. A oh, double blue moon. A double the blue moon on Halloween. Moon. Yeah, the second yeah. blue moon of the month, I think. Oh, wow.
0: That's, that's pretty pretty why impressive.
1: everybody's going pretty loopy this week. Yeah. I mean. yeah. Nothing to do with the or pandemic or be, anything like yeah, that. Nothing to do with that. It's just a blue moon and then we'll be
2: Yeah, I've just got to just warn everybody out there, don't drink and fly. <laughs> it's the only way I can fly.
1: Actually, don't do anything and fly. That's perhaps the best. Yeah, that's yeah. probably true. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. And we've also so what got, have we got coming up?
0: Well, we've got the wonderful, wonderful Robin Thompson. Uh, yes. artist Woo! and illustrator and hey. uh, customizer all or, or right alternative customizer of dolls mm-hmm. uh, and horror expert and she's actually sitting with us in the studio today hello <laughs> hello, Hi, robin <laughs> What such a good voice that it again hello,
1: hello.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's also a voice actor so she does all sorts of uh um interesting Little voices that she can do, like cartoon voices and stuff like that.
1: Oh,
3: you don't want me to do that. Oh, do I you? do, I do, I well, do. We saw I do, so do. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what's a good one. Oh, you know what my favourite is. Um, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to whatever this the is. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the what is?
0: I think she said feck. All <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: We wouldn't swear on a podcast. Love (laughs) our. That's so funny. (laughs) So, we've got lovely Robin Thompson going to start her considerably funky stuff. Yes. Yes. On horror, all things scary and ghosty. We also Mm. have the whisperings coming up because where can you find us, girls? (sighs) www.thebookwhisperers.com. Yes. We also lurk on Facebook in and in a Facebook group, which anybody can join. It's free, free to join uh, the Book Whisperers. And we have been inundated, inundated with Absolutely. whisperings, questions yeah. from our Book Whisperers. I have three of them here. You'll be glad to know, chaps. Excellent. Are you, are you rattling your paper already? Because <laughs> <I am, look. laughs> it's not just thrown together, this podcast. Not at no. all.
0: Not at all. Meticulous organization goes into it.
1: Mm. We're going to be talking about piecing together horror and and why we actually just find it sometimes so easy to write, sometimes so difficult, and what are the elements that bring people towards horror? And then we're going to finish with da 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 da, da, our own attempts (sighs) at horror writing. Yes. Very exciting.
0: <clears throat> yes, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared just to read it. It's not you because there's be anything afraid. scary about this piece, of piece I've written, it's just scary to read it out. <laughs> does well, that count? We kick
1: off? It does. <laughs> it does. Any form of being scared just is right up there. It's it's just fuel to your fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Please, Mummy. Totally don't. out of my comfort zone, but there you go. Excellent. Well, listen, I, I think this might be one for, for Robin as well. Mm. Do you want to hear a little whispering, which is a really nice general question? Yeah. What makes a good horror story?
3: Ooh, what do you think, Robin? Um, hmm. I would say a good horror story is the kind of story that feeds into uh, a human's base and natural fears that we're all born with so stuff like fear of darkness fear of the unknown um so on and so forth but with how wide horror is as a genre it's really hard to boil it down to one or two things because it's different for everyone Mm. it's fear of the unknown isn't isn't it? it yeah that's the one we're all born with naturally yeah and a fear of the dark
1: yeah that Interesting. whole thing that, do you think, I think we, we talked about this bef- before in our Facebook Live, which we do, plug, plug, very really nights been. at 8, but that <laughs> Facebook group. Come hello, high Robert water. You'd have to join us on that one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we were talking about Orwell's 1984 and his Room 101. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that thing yeah. that they threaten you with, with something that you can barely even think about. Deep, they tap into your deepest, darkest psyche. Mm. Something that so you genuinely, that you, yeah. you, you know, you can't abide for. And I suppose that explains something like Jaws, you know, those years ago.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, people loved
1: mm. the horror of Jaws because, you know, first of all, people are in an alien environment. That the, the first scene was in the pitch black and mm. it's it's something that you, you couldn't see um and also, it was it was immersed in water, so when you were watching it, you felt like you were actually in the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think it does t- tap into people's basest fears. Do you think?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. That's a hundred percent keying into the fear of the unknown. The phobia itself of the ocean is a uh, thalassophobia, which is where you're scared of how because of how vast and how deep the ocean is, and how big. Anything can be down there. And that 100%, yeah, feeds into the fear of the unknown and anything personalised to each individual person. I'm just so impressed you know the name of it, that you actually know what the phobia name is. I've got (laughs) a list of 400 phobias that I'm writing a story for, for each one, don't even...
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you're writing writing a a horror book, aren't you? It's a series of short stories about phobias.
3: Yes. So it's... um, it, I can't remember the name of what it is. It's uh, it's like a book. Can't remember the name of your book. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like what the term is when it's just a book full of short stories.
0: It's an anthology. Thank cool. you. Yeah.
3: Thank you.
0: It would be sad if we didn't know the name of yeah, it. would, <laughs> Who it would, would be? Is the book whispers? Yeah,
3: yeah. But it's just an anthology of different stories, and each stories prompt is an a to z of every single phobia there is excluding one or two like stuff like fear of chickens like i can't really
0: <laughs> yeah, you should that have one that up. one
3: lee yeah
2: yeah yeah <laughs> in fact my dog's afraid of the chick rex is definitely afraid of chickens one of them chased him it was mother clucker chased him at the garden this
3: morning, so. <laughs> oh that's great
0: just one chicken called mother clucker and the other one's called attila the hen oh my <laughs> god i love that
3: <laughs> I want to hey, chickens. Hey, hey. Um, But yeah, so it's basically an A to Z of that. I have a list of over 400 different phobias and I my goal is to try and write a story for each one. And I have maybe seven so far. Um, <laughs> You're getting there, though. Yeah, I'm getting there.
1: It's a start. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really interesting concept as well, isn't it? That mm-hmm. it really is an interesting concept. and Which brings me to the next whispering, whispering? which is... Where do you look for inspiration when in writing horror?
3: Everywhere.
1: Everywhere, Everywhere huh?
3: Anything it's behind you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't
3: Anything. do that. My
1: light bulb's gone. <laughs> I'm sitting in the dark in room as it is. Oh no. Just it,
0: it, when you feel that, that sort of cold naily hand on yeah, thank your shoulder. You. Thank <laughs> that's you for that. <laughs> yeah. It says Susan. I'm inspiration.
1: <laughs> or I'm and You talk.
2: Andrew, get back in that kitchen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a true horror. Now, uh, the kitchen, that is, a, that is a place of true horror.
3: Uh, I would say a really good example of something that takes... Is, uh, is it Final Destination?
0: Oh, yes.
3: Is where literally anything and everything could be... Like, you look at what's in front of you on your desk or just on you as clothes. Anything and everything can be used as to a medium of horror in general. <laughs> Not just to kill you, but just as horror. Um, so, yeah, yeah, anything. Have
0: you two ever seen Final Destination? No. no. It, it's it's um, uh, a horror film where... Well, what was the best way of describing it? it it's... Uh, Somebody who has a premonition uh, that they're they're going to die on a plane crash, so they get off the plane and the plane crashes. So that, because they've cheated death, death is after them. Mm-hmm. So the the you know opening a, a tin, you know, <laughs> can kill them. And it's like you know there's there's one scene where where the the person that the hero. Goes to a shack in the woods to try and escape death and pads everything, you know, just completely, you know, sort of like duck takes and mm-hmm. just tries to get everything to make sure that it's completely death proof. And it just isn't, you know, there's just nothing you can do. This is like everything can kill you. Mm-hmm. The key can kill you. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and it's so frightening because it's just like this sort of random series of events happens to make that thing happened so yeah. it's um it's it's a brilliant brilliant concept actually uh-huh.
1: and the thing is I mean it's interesting isn't it because I know so we've had this conversation uh, uh, just a couple of times because it's so topical this week obviously mm. but actually what's really interesting is that we're constantly graduating back to what we watch rather than what we read mm. and and I mean don't you feel that the skill of conveying horror is perhaps that much easier on screen it's than because it gives an you more awesome senses, I I don't know. Do you think? Do you I think actually, it's the addition of music as well? Because Jaws music was was iconic, wasn't it? Just the two that yes. had just two notes, didn't it? Da, da. And it was it was it was a beaty kind da, da. of music. Da, da. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, don't do that. Who did that? <laughs> was that you, Beady? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Like, I think the reason uh, film and media is the most prevalent with horror films is that's what most people have access to. So most people refer to that when they think of horror, whereas they don't think of literature as much. Like, I, I'm i honestly shocked. Like, Mum didn't know who, like... um uh, No, 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 no. H.P. Lovecraft and... um Uh, Edgar Allan Poe and like their stories. Edgar Allan Poe. I asked you (laughs) and you were like, no. And you didn't know who HP Lovecraft is. And to be honest, he doesn't. Well, he's a bit, mmm. Uh. (laughs) Uh, his stories are like really awesome, but most people will know like the TV adaptations rather than the actual stories because that's what most people have access to, yeah. and some people yeah. don't even think about the music, like in Jaws, um, and how that hits them and stuff. But yeah. it's a
1: sensory assault, isn't yes, it? When you absolutely. see something <clears throat> in the film, I have to say, for me, Stephen King. You know, I, I kind of yeah, grew up brilliant. on Stephen King, and mm. I just think. Good heavens, I don't think I'll ever sort of get to that level. But it it brings me to the final whispering is what's, who is, I beg your pardon, who is your favourite horror character? Character? Character. Mm. Noddy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The funny thing is, Robin doesn't know who Noddy is. (laughs) Noddy? Expression on her face was like, who? (laughs) Noddy is a terrifying character terrifying oh,
3: yeah. wait is is he like a big purple blob <laughs> no. no he's got a he's, but he's got, got
0: a, got a hat, hat with a bell
3: with a bell it <laughs> has got a hat with a bell isn't that you from like do a, do a kid naughty, though. is that what zach used to watch when <laughs> yes, he was wee yes, oh my yes. god <laughs> i remember that why <laughs> <laughs> oh it
2: all goes oh, on in toy town he's now trying to work out how he's a horror character yeah <laughs> And see that big ears <laughs> oh. <look> behind you,
0: <laughs> and Chicken Little, oh, oh no. sky falling on his head, and everything.
3: <laughs> so, well, what, Mum? was your actual favourite horror character?
0: My favourite horror character, I think, it has to be Freddy.
3: Freddy. Yeah. Freddy Krueger.
0: Yeah. Why? Um, just because I was eighteen, I think, when I when I saw Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street, but um, the I I have never read. A horror book. Like I've a read whole, a of, all, book. of all these genres, I don't have a favourite written character because I've never read a horror. I've never read a Stephen King. I've never read horror at all. Disappointing.
1: Just not my... I don't have enough horror in my own life. Wow. <laughs> well, that's... Well, yeah. I mean, that's but that's true, though, isn't it? I think it depends also on your life. You're right. I mean, right now, in lockdown and, and, and social distancing and all these, these troubled times, I probably... You're right. I wouldn't go to... A horror novel actually mm-hmm. and even my consumption of, of something on the screen I find myself saying to everybody in the house, make it funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's I me. don't want drama I don't, I don't want intrigue, I don't want thrillers I want something that's going to make me laugh mm-hmm. and I, I, yeah you have to be in the right frame of mind to be able to engage with it perhaps yeah. i mean for me frankenstein's always going to be the one it just is yeah mm-hmm. only because it's not one-dimensional horror it's it's so it's just kind of multi layers yeah yeah apart from noddy lee who's who's your your one your go-to horror <laughs> I, guy do you know,
2: I, i'm i'm at a loss for words or names at the moment who's the one where i mean it terrified me when i was about 15 everyone at school went illegally you had to be 18 to watch it and they all went to you know um, to the picture house, shuffling in through the back door, probably as it was called then. I can't remember the name of it. Oh yeah, cinema. I can't remember the name of it, but it was something to do with um, oh something that came in through the loft. Oh god, what was through it called? The loft. Gremlins. Damien, M- maybe Damien or something like that. Oh,
1: the the oh the person that made everybody's head spin around. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah oh, Poltergeist. Yeah. No, not
1: podcast. Um, No, I can't remember the name of it. We'll all remember it five minutes after after we... Yeah. You no, but oh, but the thing
2: that daughter, freaked me out ex- the most was Exorcist. The, the, the that, that's ex- it, the Exorcist. Thank you the access See, we had to to the ask loft. a
0: specialist on horror there.
2: <laughs> yeah. The access to the loft, it was in my bedroom. And so that oh. it was right above my bed. Oh and shoot. I, yeah. yeah. I didn't sleep for weeks. I was that frightened. I used to sleep with a sombrero over my head because it's like, well, they wouldn't be able to get to me. I don't know what was going on. But yeah, it really accessed my imagination, that one did. Definitely. Well, I
1: have to say, I, I still can't focus after you seeing you slept with a sombrero on your head. <laughs> <laughs> you lost me at sombrero. Or maybe you had me at sombrero.
2: For some reason, I thought if they were going to stab me, the, the knife wouldn't reach my head, you know, because of the, the
1: height of the sombrero. It's a really stu- stupid thing to do. It's but, like somebody told me that the ultimate social distancing tool was a hula hoop. They <laughs> Well, just as, just the same as you can't. <laughs> no one can stab you because the circumference of your sombrero is obviously larger do, than anybody's
0: yeah. arm. Do, do you remember? Do you remember, or not remember? But do you do you have you ever seen the Elizabethan, you know, collars that they used to wear? And yeah, the sort of collars yes, that stuck yeah. out about two the feet ruffles, around yeah. them, yeah. the ruffles. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering whether they were actually just trying to socially distance then. <laughs> there
1: were plagues <laughs> maybe. Back then. Maybe we Listen, should bring them back. You know. Don't don't. <laughs> Crinolines. Hooped petticoats. petticoats. Hooped oh, hoop- petticoats by January. Oh mm. God,
2: those are a hoot. Imagine trying to get into a small cubicle to do your gubbins.
1: Oh
2: God. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> it would never happen, would it? You know, it's been a funny old week with you, Lee. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, I didn't think I didn't think you were gonna go there that week. This week. But you know what? But I did. <laughs> I did. Would you like disappoint. to tell the story?
1: The horror story. <laughs> that is a horror story. Actually, you have a horror anecdote. So shall we poop you in the sp- poop, poop you on the spot? <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> my horror. <laughs>
2: Point horror anecdote. Oh my God,
1: sorry. You really want me to tell this one? <laughs> Go for it, girl. Well, if you want. I'll well, tell you what, shall we shall we like well, not that I'm trying to take your thunder <laughs> away. There was a of lot us, of thunder. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't. One that, of us yeah. hasn't, do, hasn't done their horror homework. And maybe, <laughs> dear listener, you might want to feel the anticipation crackling through. Your listening device now, because Lee Taylor might want to substitute her anecdote for our own. I would say,
2: I would say it's a bit close to the bone, and make sure you have either not eaten or already (laughs) eaten (laughs) with what I'm about to divulge. Fantastic! It started a long, long time ago, ago. way back into earlier this week, (laughs) (laughs) and a certain person had not long come out of hospital having hacked part of her knee or had, having had part of her knee hacked off, as you Mom. do. Oh, I know, I know. It was difficult to get around. Anyway, I had, gone, I had phoned my doctor to find out when I was going to get my physio treatment. And as it turned out, nobody was able to tell me. I was just getting fobbed off from pillar to post. So I thought, well, I'll sod this for a game, bananas. I shall go and find my own private physio which I did. And I had an appointment made for the very next day. Now, just as an aside, when you have some horrendous treatment like I've had, you know, with the knee being hacked as it had been, you're given some very strong painkillers, which I'm on now at the moment. That's my caveat. I'm on them now. (laughs) Now, these painkillers are very effective. They, They do manage to get rid of the pain, but they have another awful side effect. And for my part, the side effect was I can hear you giggling, Turner Thompson. I know what's coming. I'd I'd not been able to divest myself of the usual biological functions without going into greater detail. (laughs) So she was back to the absolutely. So back, back to the. (laughs) It's here. <laughs> so I, I go to my appointment, takes me just to get out the car and I go and and get into the actual office and the office has got quite a long spread. You go all the way down and at the very, very end of the corridor past various um, little cubicles where other people are being, being physioed Um that's where I meet my physiotherapist. And he, he gives me all the internet's what I need to be doing. And halfway through, just before we're about to start practising, I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute. There's a, there's a twitch downstairs. <laughs> oh, <a> rumbling. <laughs> oh, a rumbling. It was like what, a slight you rumble. you like in the basement? In the basement. In yeah. the back basement. We're <laughs> <laughs> right in the back alley. <laughs> and I, I started to think, oh, my God. It's taken me. It took me about ten minutes to get here, and this is becoming quite urgent. I had beads of spea- sweat breaking out on my brow, <laughs> and I had to I had to stop in mid sentence and said, "Excuse me, I'm terribly sorry, but um, do you, do you think I could use your your convenience?" <laughs> so he says, "Yes, yes, it's right the way down the very end of the corridor, you know, past reception on the right." <laughs> so. I start my, my long journey traversing <laughs> the length of the physiotherapy office. On crutches. with On crutches. <laughs> with my bottom cheeks tightly clamped. <laughs> <laughs> because things are really beginning to thunder down there, I can tell you. So not only am I I'm going very slowly because my leg hurts, I'm terrified that if I let rip, everything's just going to come flying out. <laughs> <laughs> so... Finally, I get to the toilet and manage to get in, shut the door, and somehow slide myself onto the seat without having an accident. Wherein four days worth.
1: Yep. yep. (laughs) I'm buckling out.
2: It's like the gift that kept giving. Honestly. How long were you there for? I was probably in there for about 10 minutes. (laughs) Two days. days. (laughs) At one stage, I thought, I'm going to have to flush halfway through. (laughs) 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 Just to make room. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, finally, I managed to get back up, managed to pull my (laughs) underpants on. Because all this whole thing and navigating, wiping and pulling things up and and getting off seats. It's really hard. And I managed to make it out having washed my hands, thank God. But the door opens straight onto reception (laughs) when people are sitting there. And I swear to God, the receptionist flew backwards it's the only way it's it's like a tidal wave or a tsunami it was heading her way the smell and there was no there was no aerosol or anything and then i had to do the slow walk back to
3: my cubicle walk of shame
1: walk of shame a walk the limping walk of shame or I'm is going, going
0: person back behind next you, week.
2: ringing a bell, going shame, shame. unclean, unclean. <laughs> I've got an appointment again next week. I reckon they'll clear the deck.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's funny. Oh, <laughs> think of all those dinner party anecdotes you've got now. <laughs> so worth it. <laughs> Utterly brilliant. Utterly, utterly so brilliant. there we are. That's our first episode of horror. <laughs> Thank you, Lee Taylor. You're welcome. Yay! <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, <clears> oh, <dear. throat> so, Robin, I know that you've been you've been doing some horror. Have you got readings for us?
0: I do. She has.
1: Oh, lovely.
0: Are you going to do it or you want me to do it?
3: Uh, I'm going to very kindly request that my mother... Uh, read it just because I am absolutely terrible at reading my own work, um, but this is a different one. Um, it is called Bed of Roses, and it's my mum's favourite one that she's been talking about a lot. Um, so. Is it based on the Osmonds? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> she's only it's she's not roses. Just, oh, paper roses or paper roses.
1: Oh, close,
2: close. <laughs> Blame the drugs.
1: <laughs> I just, well, as soon as I said that, I thought, ooh, that shows my age. <laughs> <laughs> just trying
0: to see if I can make this slightly bigger so I can actually read this from a distance. Um, She's a little old lady. I am a little old lady. <laughs> She's going
3: blind. She's deaf and blind.
0: <laughs> Does she yeah, want to borrow my clutches? I'm not disabled and I can still hit you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Bloody useless regardless. Bloody yeah, that'll useless. That'll
0: be another bleep, won't it? Mm-hmm.
3: Wait, Wait so, that as a bleep? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes, right. Okay, so, because I've got it as kind of an angle. Okay. So, are you all sitting comfortably? Oh, that wasn't even a word. Comfortably. Comfortably. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> okay, so. <laughs> a little, little chuckle yeah, going I on it was there. was a baby crying for
2: a second. I was a... like. <laughs> 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 Take it seriously, Mary.
3: Okay, okay. Yes, Serious. Sorry.
2: Albatross. Do <laughs> <laughs> you get wafers with oh. it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, oh, you get me with no. it every time with the albatross. Right, okay. <laughs> breathe in, breathe out, oh. ground myself. centre. Okay. Okay. Blair sat on her phone with a full glass of wine balanced between her fingers. A smooth jazz sang to the empty flat. The room was large and filled with beautiful expensive furniture that lit up a wonderful orange in the light of the fireplace that roared softly before the room. Next to the sofa were two large windows that acted as frames of the work of art that was the night light of the city below. Lowering the blanket that wrapped around her legs, her phone pinged. A message from her wife, Emily. The many gold bracelets that she sat around her thin, pale wrist jingled as she raised the blue light to her eyes. Hi, baby. I know I'm late getting home, so I had the gift I got sent you- sent straight to the house. Happy five years, sweetheart. Rolling her eyes, Blair threw the phone to the pillow next to her. Pathetic. I bet it's shit. She grumbled as she got up and walked, wine in hand, to the table that sat against the furthest wall. Placing the priceless glass down, she pulled the drawer open, lifting the small flip phone out from under the small pile of papers. A girlish grin appeared on her lips and she skipped back over to the couch, texting away. Hi sexy, when are you going to be here? The missus won't be home till super late. Waiting a moment, the sweet vibration of response came through. I'm outside, sexy. Pausing for a second, Blair looked down the hallway. The lights in the house were all off, so the only visibility possible was from the glow of the fireplace. Getting to her feet, she fixed her hair and the short dress that clung to her body. Taking the wine bottle in hand, she walked down the hall, ignoring the pictures of her and her loving wife. She wrapped her cold, bony fingers around the door handle. Opening with a creak, she looked out to see a figure standing before her in a large red raincoat that covered her face. "'That was faster than expected,' Blair hummed as she pushed back the dripping hood. "'Happy anniversary, baby,' Emily sang as she slipped inside, getting the side of her partner's dress wet as she went. Blair stood stunned for a moment as she watched her wife remove her jacket and walk into the living room. "'What are you doing here? I thought you had worked till late tonight,' she asked, following her into the room, trying not to sound alarmed and disappointed." Oh, that was just a little fib just to get you excited. There's no way I would miss this day for the world. Coming over to Blair, she planted a cold, damp kiss that sent chills of utter disgust down her spine. Here, baby, your gift, she chirped as she placed the large cardboard box down onto the glass coffee table. Blair looked behind her, unsure what was going on, worried that she would have to explain a second guest. What's wrong, darling? Emily said with a harsh whisper. You weren't expecting anyone, were you? Blair paused for a moment and looked Emily up and down. ''No, why would I be? Don't go accusing me of things now.'' She snapped as she sat down, looking at the soggy box. ''What even is it?'' she snapped, like a spoiled spoiled child. Emily smiled as she leaned down to open the box for her beloved. ''Roses.'' Lifting the lid of the box, a smell of decay immediately assaulted Blair's senses. There, inside the box, covered in cotton and dead roses, was the severed head of her mistress.'' Her brain leaked a thick liquid into the noses as it sat half out of the open skull. Her hair was ripped out and her sight singles <laughs> eye rolled back into her skull, as though she was still looking up in fear. The second eye was gone, leaving the socket stuffed with petals that spilt out into the box. Blair couldn't even scream. She could only look up at her once-loving wife who stood smiling down at her. What's wrong, sexy? Don't you like it? She sarcastically asked, as she removed the cleaver that was hidden within her belt.
2: Oh! The end. <laughs> I am never going to cross you, Robin. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh God. Oh. But yeah, so that one's one of my favorite ones that uh, Mum's favorite is as well. Yes, It's the least gruesome.) <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs>
1: Petals in the eye socket. Now that is pretty much attention to detail. It Robin, is, you're it? a writer for
3: sure. Oh, thank you. It's um, It was like all the other ones. It was based off a doll. I had entered into a, I think it was a competition and we were all given a prompt and my prompt was bed of roses. So I was like, oh, okay, well, how can I do this in my sort of style? So I was like, okay, I'll just do a severed head on a bed of roses. And then I decided to write the story off that prompt. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> wow. So, so yes, there, so there
0: is actually a physical manifestation of this head That definitely helps. Yeah. with, with the, And you should with the finish it off with
2: uh, Donny Osmond's song. <laughs> but they're only...
1: <laughs> i need to listen to that. Ape 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 a roses. <laughs> actually, oh. funny, before we went live, we were trying to do things like Donnie Osmond and... Uh, Little, little ditties, and that was true horror, really, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's all definition, isn't it? Perspective, mm, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Robin thank you very much and you call oh, that, that one Bed of Robin. Roses there. yeah yes and where can we find you Robin for for your horror writing sketching illustration services
3: um, well I haven't currently finished anything or done anything else but I have an Instagram where I post pictures of my dolls which is uh, drop dead dolls um, so you can actually see pictures dolls with a Z isn't it yes dolls with a Z Um <laughs> And that's where I have been posting updates about the stories and the <clears throat> and the dolls as well, because um, I'm still in the quite early processes of it. But once I've figured it out more, I'll have a proper Twitter just for the book. But yeah, perfect. I mean, yeah,
1: Robin, how do you spell Robin? R O B Y N. Yes, is that right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Robin Thompson. Thank you very much. No, of course. Hooray. Thank you. Hooray. 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 Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, thank you, love. That was brilliant, wasn't it? That was That's fabulous. a real authoritative voice, isn't it? All yeah. In the genre yeah. Of
0: Excuse we my, are excuse all my microphone bit noises. Sea, aren't we? Yeah. But I, I, think, I think she's fabulous, actually. She's, I mean, she's overcome um, dyslexia. Um, so she, she sort of struggles with um, reading and writing. Um, but, it's like, you know, you were saying about uh, spelling her name. Um, when she was little, Because <laughs> just in case anyone hadn't realised, Robin's my daughter. Um, but when she was little, um, somebody was in my work colleague was writing a card and uh, turned around and looked at me and said, do you spell Robin with a Y or an I? And I said, why? And she said, because I want to know.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. And I was like, "Now you spell it with a Y. <laughs>
1: and she was like, oh, OK, sorry. <laughs> I love that so much. I used to help out at my son's school in, in their classroom when they were little. And I used to say to this one little boy, will you behave? And he used to say, I am being behave." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Aww. laughs> Oh, we're digressing now. Yes, Lee, we are. thank you so much for your horror anecdote. That was the true stuff of mm. horror. <laughs> we are true going to life draw straws, however, here. now. Since you've got the long straw, I yeah. only have two straws left. Mary Turn Thompson and I, we have to draw straws now okay. for our readings. Ready? Shuffle, yep. shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Here you are, I'll Mary. Take the straw. You've got a medium sized straw. Ooh. You're next then. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. Fair the enough. fact that we're in different towns has <clears throat> nothing to do with it.
0: Nothing at all. Absolutely not. Okay, so <clears throat> I've got a croak in my voice. I do apologise. Um, right, okay. So this is my rather feeble attempt at horror um, because I've, <laughs> never written, I've never read it before, let alone <laughs> written it. So it all might, uh, the, will that do for my excuses of how bad it is? It's, it's not fine. going
1: to be bad. We know this. <laughs> we have no it's not
2: right. no hamsters have been killed in this process either uh, that's not necessarily true <laughs> oh. okay i take it back is there something you want to confide
1: No, no
2: all <laughs> right okay so she
0: sat bolt upright in bed every nerve ending was fizzing as the blood rushed to her head what had awoken her she knew it was something there was a deathly silence in the room a heaviness that permeated everything the moment stretched onwards as she held her breath tick tock still silence still nothing she was frozen in the moment finally she became aware of her heart beating loudly in her ears she regained control of her body and slowly very slowly she moved her legs to the side of the bed silently she picked up her phone and looked at it in the darkness the light from the digital clock seemed to be blinding in the gloom no messages, no alerts, nothing that might have frightened her awake was it the baby? the monitor showed just one small dimmed light no sound coming from the nursery she couldn't even hear her one-year-old daughter breathing she turned up the volume, just static she picked up her phone and tiptoed to the door Listened for a moment behind it for anything unusual. Still, there was nothing. Her hand on the edge of the old wooden door, she slowly pulled it open with the smallest of whispers. Seemly, seemingly oh,
1: loud, I isn't? could hear a smaller whisper. Is that the cat on the There the was my
0: dog. That was my dog jumping <laughs> off the couch and going across the wooden floor. <sighs> just to add a little ambience to it. Um, it <laughs> seemingly loud in the darkness, yes. She glanced into the hallway. There was just shadows. Darkness upon darkness, her heart beat louder in her chest. Where was the nightlight that she so carefully put in the hall? A dim, glowing pug that lit the way to the nursery when the baby cried. Doesn't help when I'm laughing. <clears throat> now she knew something was wrong. Very wrong. Again, she stood there in the doorway for what seemed like an age. Frozen, petrified. But her baby was out there, her child. She thought she heard a low, deep, mirthless chuckle from the hall. "'Hello?' she whispered, her throat tight and the hairs rising on the back of her neck. There was no reply. Not for the first time she desperately wished she hadn't murdered her husband. It hadn't been hard. A sedative in his whisky and running him a bath. she had hardly got wet when she held him under. He had been a dope, but at least the insurance money allowed her to buy her house and not have to worry about money.' which turned out to be an enormous help when she found out she was pregnant. Quite a surprise. She adored her son, though, and found that motherhood suited her. Finally, she gulped down her courage and set foot into the hall. She crossed the short distance to the nursery and quietly opened her baby's door. There in the cot lay her baby son, breathing softly and smiling in his sleep. She breathed a sigh of relief, tucked the blanket back up around him and walked back to her own room, getting back into bed, She sighed and snuggled down. Mm. Just as she fell asleep, though, a cold, wet hand curled around her waist. She sat, bolt upright in bed.
2: Dun,
1: dun, dun. Oh, for goodness (coughs) sake! (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm sitting in my living room, my bulb's gone out. (laughs) It's only me and the bleeding goldfish. (laughs) (laughs) That's Disney. terrifying. You mean I'm the wet? Desperate to know what happens next. You mean
0: you mean the wet goldfish? <laughs> 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 Is it the wet, the cold wet goldfish? The cold wet goldfish. Oh, might it, might it sneak up at you at night? So mean.
1: You're so mean. <laughs> Behind you.
0: <laughs> Dear oh. goodness. It's actually one I think I've told you about it before, but the raw shark texts. Um, which was a, a, a fantastic book. But it it, uh, it it had this idea about conceptual sharks that if you knew about them, that they could eat your memories, but they just swam through the air. <laughs> it's like, yeah. after you've read oh, that, you yes. kind of like, you know, so, so, like, start going, is there a shark behind me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, after we talk about jo- Jaws, I will have a real difficulty having a shower. Oh, really? That bad? Yeah, that bad. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yes, I know. I
0: it is. <laughs> do, you want, do you want me to make you feel better and tell you one of my favourite jokes? Go on, then. It's, it's, a, it's a kind of uh, uh, a jaws joke. So the relevance is: How do you know if there's a gay shark behind you?
1: Don't know. I don't know.
0: Because it goes da 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 da.
2: that's lovely
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it (laughs) yeah that's great can I make my traditional excuses for I've never written in the genre (laughs) I think we're going to have to take this this just right in the middle yeah yeah. please forgive my feeble attempt at order or or even scatiness (laughs) (laughs) okay me Mrs. Shortstraw here because you know It's a tradition now, straws all round. Uh Uh, My one's called The Top Hat. Are you sitting comfortably, dear friends? Yes. Then I shall begin. uh, uh. (laughs) Of course it starts off with comedy, you know. (laughs) Let's run home to mummy, why don't we? The Top Hat. (laughs) Uh, That'll be £17.50, said the unnaturally cheerful woman at the counter. Sarah thought that the woman really shouldn't be wearing these horn-rimmed glasses in 2020 but then she herself was buying a top hat which was probably more than 60 years old so what did she know? Thank you said Sarah, tucking the hat under her arm as if that's where it had always belonged and turning on her heel to leave the shop. The horn-rimmed woman watched her go. Watched her go. Be careful she said be very very careful turning to the two assistants hiding in the back shop she said it's safe to come out now she took it asked one is it gone asked the other the horn-rimmed woman smiled slowly it's gone she said and it's never coming back Sarah was chaffed with her second-hand bargain She'd joined a tap-dancing class six months ago after her husband had run off with the next-door neighbour. Well, I say run, more like waddled. He was knocking on for 19 stone, big (laughs) oaf. Yep, dancing had given her a new lease of life. That old trollop at number 24 could have him. Let her take the endless yabbering about Partick Thistle the obsession with the early Genesis albums, and the insatiable munching through jars and jars of pickled onions. Sod them. Sod them both. Tying the bows on her tap shoes reminded her of being a child again. Amazing how things catch you unawares. Tap into something deep in your psyche. Tap! (laughs) See, she was funny too. (laughs) She'd nearly jumped the height of herself when she'd heard that she and the girls were being invited to put on a concert at the local village hall. Well, she would have jumped if she hadn't been in the middle of a cheese and pickle sandwich. OK, it wasn't exactly the Royal Ballet, but it would be a laugh. They were all going to get dressed up in top hats and tails and stand in the spotlight and just for a night, just for a night, they could forget about gallstones, endless telly, Three meals a day, weedy gardens, screaming grandkids, incontinent cats. Just for a night, they could all be Darcy Bustle. Without the tutu, and the talent, <laughs> and the size eight, but with a hint, maybe just a hint of her joy. Sarah got home and carefully placed the top hat on the kitchen table It was so elegant Yet so at odds with the ikea which surrounded it. <laughs> she turned to stretch up into a high cupboard. Coffee, tea, hop knobs, gin. Was it too early? Nah, never too early. From behind her she heard a dull thud. What on earth? She turned to find that the hat was on the floor, a chair overturned. Curiously, the hat had landed on its top, brim up. Sarah bent to pick it up and noticed that there was a label sewn into the white silk lining. Fergus Bathgate, 17 Saxe-Coburg Square, Edinburgh, 19th November, 1937. She put the hat back on the table, righted the chair, poured a hefty gin, och no one would ever know, sat <laughs> down and fired up the laptop. Well, hello there, Mr. Google. F.E.R. Fergus B, A, Bathgate, 1937. Nothing. Sax, C, O, B, Coburg, Edinburgh, bingo. There appeared on screen a black and white photograph of a very tall, very slim man in top hat and tails, a moustache curling round his top lip, a neckerchief tied tight around his neck and stabbed with an ornate pearl tie pin. The photo accompanied a scanned copy of a newspaper obituary. She started to read aloud. She was one of those late comers to the internet having gone to evening classes and she'd never quite got out of the habit of reading whatever she saw on the screen as if it was a newspaper and she was sharing the articles with a room full of folk. Hmm. Fergus Bathgate, born 18 April 1878. Father, unknown. known mother Poor house, office junior, trader, industrialist, factory fire, biggest insurance peer in history, married, lady Afton, accidental death, Afton House, staircase, inquest, scandal, died 19th November 1937. Hang on, 19th November 1937. Suddenly the phone in her pocket vibrated. It made her jump. Hello, said Sarah. Good day, said a deep, slightly hoarse male voice. I understand, the voice was saying slowly, that you are the one who may now have my hat. (coughs) Sarah shot up out of her chair and dropped her phone onto the floor. Damn, hope the screen hadn't smashed on the tiles. As she bent to pick it up, she hadn't noticed that the top hat had started to move across the table, slowly at first, before it flew across the kitchen, landing on the floor by the door. It landed on its top brim up. Sarah straightened slowly and stared at it, and then at the phone, and back at the hat. The kitchen was silent, apart from the sound of her own breath, quick and shallow. Get a grip, she finally sighed to herself, scrunching her hands into fists. Look at what you're doing to yourself, gin in the middle of the day, get an effing grip. She circled the kitchen table and started to reach down for the hat. But suddenly, she noticed that someone had beaten her to it. A very tall, very slim figure was starting to appear. From the floor up, shiny lace brogues, black trousers striped with grey, a finely cut tailcoat, a tight white neckerchief, pierced with an ornate pearl tie pin, and a face—a grey stone face, framed by a crop of short dark hair, a mouth disguised with a curled moustache and eyes. Eyes of shining black flint, which fixed on hers and drew her nearer, drew her in, drew her so close that she could feel the ice cold breath on her neck. I believe, madam, the figure was whispering close into her ear, that you are the one who may have my hat. Yeah. Oh. Oh. That's lovely.
2: That was really good actually.
0: Yeah. And I'm still sitting too.
1: here in a dark room with no <laughs> light bulb on. But do you have a top hat? Do you know what genuinely I do? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and actually as I speak, I'm going to pop it in the shed tonight. <laughs> Is there a rabbit in it? <laughs> Is there a label in it? <laughs> I do like the idea of the whole, uh, that, that there's such a lot, a lot of, of mileage to be had in ghost stories. and Because yeah. I know maybe that you've got an element of the supernatural, haven't you, in, in yeah. the novel that you're yeah. writing at the moment?
0: Very much so, yes. So, <clears throat> yeah.
1: And it's just an, another element to creativity maybe, do you think?
0: I think so. I think you know. The, the, I mean, I'm not used to, to to writing horror or anything else, but I don't know. So once I did get started with it, I actually did quite enjoy it. <laughs> so, oh, good. Yeah. But I really, really struggled with getting started with it. So, um, but yeah, the novel um, has has sort of regression hypnosis, but also kind of it's a little bit of a kind of ghost story as well. Um, but uh, that, that's that's probably giving away something I shouldn't give away. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> might have to change that now. <laughs> Moving swiftly <Sorry>. on.
1: <laughs> well, I have to say, though, I think if, if we're going to sort of um, leave this, this podcast on a high Halloween-y mm. note, actually, the one thing we can see is that throughout the whole of the, I, I think, the whole, uh, when I say we can see, you'll notice that I'm speaking for us all. That's Absolutely. all right. Yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. But when we started the book Whisperers, you know, we, we were all fairly specialist in our own genre, weren't we? Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: But actually, since we started The Whisperers back in March 2020, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Gosh, it about ten years ago, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We've had a real go at all these different genres, and actually, I don't know about, about you girls, but I feel that it's it's enriched my writing practice. Oh yeah, it's yeah it's huge, definitely.
0: Yeah. definitely. yeah, definitely. It's honing our craft. You know, yeah. so it's one of the things that you know you have to do all the time if you're yeah. if you're going to be a successful writer. Is to is to push the boundaries. Mm. Um, you know Keep and I, I, things, I sort of feel yeah. slightly guilty that I haven't before this
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> I, I feel the same way yeah yeah sort of feeling it did, like I'm a little, little late to the game you know yeah I, actually that is exactly the feeling that I have and I think the, the sooner you start sort of experimenting with different genres the better because actually you might discover that in, in fact you know poetry is your thing or Potter is your thing. Or in fact, all sorts of different things are your thing. Yeah. I d- didn't think that I could write poetry until this year, actually. Oh, really? And now you can't wow. stop me. <laughs> I, 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 well, we wouldn't want to, I have to say. Oh, it's ridiculous.
2: Susan, I just find that gobsmacking. Yeah. Because you're a natural poet.
1: Well, that's so sweet of you. But I have to say, I, I really, and I, I put out my first rebook of poetry this, this year. And I thought, oh. I don't know how that's going to be. Well, that as it turned out to be the most popular so far. Wonderful. So who knew? Who knew? I think who just knew? push it. Push it up.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's a totally good
1: idea. So bookwhisperers.com, mm-hmm. we
0: lurk on Facebook. Facebook. Um, yeah, so it's, it's the Book Whisperers on Facebook. You can. Um, and some of us lurk in toilets. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> singing strange songs um <laughs> push no <laughs> my friend that was maintains... a step too
1: farly
2: <laughs>
0: push the my button friend... I mean. bear down girl bear down
1: <laughs> my friend maintains that that's how he learnt how to sing because when he grew up uh, he's well, bearing down Me. he was bathing down in an outside lavvy because he grew up, he grew up in in a tenement block in, uh, in in Glasgow where they all shared an outside loo, and there was no lock in it. So they all sang. Oh yeah, sing or whistle. We we had yeah. an outside lavvy as well. Yeah, he'd sing yeah. really loudly. So so and as soon as he stopped singing, it was safe for the next person to sort of get ready. Yeah. <laughs> and he said he, and he said actually, you know, whenever somebody said, "Oh, you poor thing, growing up with an outside lavvy," he said, "No, it was lovely." Because you knew all your neighbours, because you were queuing with them, <laughs> you, knew, you knew intimately what they smelt like. Yeah. <laughs> Be like dogs; you could recognise
2: them by the scent. Yep. Smell you later.
1: <laughs> we, well, we are writers and authors, honest. <laughs> Teller
2: of tales. Oh,
1: well, fun. we have a surprise podcast next week, don't we? It's, it's a surprise to me It's surprise to us <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say It's going to be a surprise to me certainly But it's going to be a cracker It is It always is Always is It always is Always, always is, is. Alright Well thank you girls Yeah and you It's been fun Yeah, another in the back
2: Good <laughs> ching
0: <laughs> Well so... splash
2: Sorry
1: no, I'll get off that subject <laughs> No, I like it. toilet humour. No, it's toilet humour. <laughs> toilet humour never goes out of style. No. Oh, I want Not to give a plug actually before we before we go to Mary Lachlan Young's farting Martin. What? <laughs> Is that <You> a competition? <laughs> well, Lee, a if it was,
2: <laughs> I'd be there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no these are the signs of the times right Manny Lachlan young who do you remember back in the day was known as the first million pound poet he All right. a, okay <laughs> he does a sort of he did a, a a virgin media advert no not virgin um the plains sort of the virgin advert for for the new sort of virgin first class uh-huh. and so he was the first poet to be hired sort of a mainstream media well he he's just released something um called farting Martin for children. It is hilarious. So if you have children and you want to pass a, a very happy two two minutes thirty-six seconds. <laughs> oh fantastic. I love
2: stuff like that. Oh, Cameron's favourite was that you bertie, which is about someone who made nasty smells in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Kids love that stuff.
2: Yeah. Absolutely yeah. love it. You know, whenever
0: I've done stuff with uh, schools you've always had the kids you know have been like can, can we do farting can we do
2: this can we do that. You know sort of like they just think it's so funny. Poo and we, they think it's hysterical. Yeah. When I when I tell stories and make poo noises or farty noises or or what have you that you know or encourage them to do it with me. I've got one story that is all about farting. Um and I I make the kids fart with me. Yeah, really big farts and stuff like that, and then and then sort of reel backwards from the smell and and what have you. Um, teachers are sort of look at me aghast, but you can see that the kids are all buying into it and loving it. Maybe yeah. maybe that's what we should
0: do
1: next week: is bodily functions. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what? Let's do bodily functions. Why not? <laughs> so
2: and therein example. we lose all our audience. <laughs> <laughs>
1: see the, the cleaning of the teeth.
2: <laughs> I'm going for the picking of, my, of the nose.
1: <laughs> Good Lord.
2: Find <laughs> him mini. in there, maybe. <laughs>
1: Anything from the waist down then, maybe. It's all
0: <laughs> Or cutting your toenails.
1: Absolutely. Ah. <laughs> On oh, that, on oh, that classy note, thank you, <laughs> yeah. thank, thank you, dear you. listener. Yes, thank <laughs> you for sticking with us thus far. Uh, do, do join
0: us on Facebook and do join us on on the website. Um,
2: um, yeah. And yeah, then join us next week. Yeah, um, do. Week. we'll Another go thing. gently. <laughs> <laughs> I will anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brilliant. Take care then. Take care. Bye. 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 Woohoo.